It's Mel G and this week on our little podcast we're going to be talking about ooh, best holiday destinations, thermos flasks and deck shoes. If you like that then do have a listen to us every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. There will be more chat plus great songs thrown in just casually. I was trying to sort of do a, a, a pose there, Bush. Hello, Bush, by the way. Lovely Hello. to see you. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. Trying to do a pose where I lifted my arms and held it and realised my arms are actually quite weak and I had to, to relinquish that pose. What? Have you been doing, like, working out and stuff or are they just generally weak? A What's little bit on? of aquarobics has been occurring, Bush. Do you know what, right? Yeah. I When I play football on a Monday night, I walk past a load of women doing aquarobics. Yeah, go on. In the swimming pool. Yeah. And I always look in there and think, that does actually look like quite hard work. Listen... People scoff, they laugh at acrobics, yeah. thinking bunch of middle-aged ladies just like a bunch of sort of, you know, I don't know, hippos at a watering hole. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I count myself, I count myself among those glorious hippos at the watering hole. Yeah. But my friend, what you can't see is underneath the water underneath there is it. all sorts of muscular activity and stress. It looks like it. It looks like that's going on. Best exercise, ma'am. It's just a load of like plastic swimming hats and then the bubbling water. Yeah. That's what I see when I walk to football. And slightly grimacing faces. Yeah. 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 I wonder if it's because I've turned 50 this week. <gasps> I'm owning it, mate. I've said it. It's out there. I'm not going to be one of those people that are constantly for the next 20 years 44. Yeah. I'm not in denial. I'm 50. And proud. Yeah, I'm owning it, man. Congratulations. Thanks very much indeed. The big 5-0 has occurred this week, Bush. How do you feel about it? Well, listen, I, as you can see, I'm really, really trying to own it and yep. style it out possibly to mask the absolute tragedy. <laughs> now, come on. <laughs> I tell you what, one thing I've noticed, which I'm not pleased about. Go on. Um, I'm afraid this will happen to to all to all of us when we turn fifty. I've got a weird turkey gizzard in the middle <laughs> of of the double chin. It was not there last week. It's, it's a separate entity. It's just appeared. It's not like part of the the whole double chin. It's an extra gizzard that has movement of its own. That, my friends, is saying to me, get thee to a plastic surgeon in Latvia. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it. If I come in one day with no turkey gizzard, don't make any comments. That's what women do in their 50s. They go off to Latvia. There's an amazing surgeon there, apparently, who has a log cabin. Really? And he does the old surge, and then you stay with him for three to four weeks. What does he do when you stay with him? Apparently his wife cooks for you. <laughs> sounds brilliant. Can I go there for the cooking but not the surgery? That sounds let's brilliant. Discuss, let's discuss this. I now know, Bush, why women of a certain age do favour a Polonek or a foulard. Yeah. Some kind of silken pashmina-type scarf. It's because the ruddy gizzard. I didn't have that before and it comes right down into the T-shirt. Come on, Mel, there's no gizzard there. It's fine. Bush, come there's on, you're there. looking at it. I can see you looking at it. You just think it's just appeared since the <laughs> Since I was 50. 50. Now, I'm not that far behind you, yeah? Right, age-wise. I'm 42. Oh, you've got eight years. <laughs> That's like a whole blooming. That's like a whole secondary school. But don't you feel right that they start sending you stuff like Saga holidays and the like a lot earlier than you expected? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've started to get stuff from like Saga, and you see the adverts. You do life insurance if you're forty-five plus. You get into that age. Yeah. 
Are you moving your gizzard around whilst we're talking? <laughs> you see, you said your gizzard. Right, that's right. That No, you said your gizzard. That means you've seen it and it's there. It's a real thing. You have addressed it. You've given it a name, a moniker in the room. I was merely addressing it as such. Let's not make it the, the extra presenter in this. <laughs> no, there is. There's a book, apparently, uh, which deals with facial yoga. Facial yoga. Who's got time for facial yoga? in their lives. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, body yoga, yeah, by all means, go for your life. Fair enough. Facial yoga? Yeah. It's about like 25 minutes a day and you do all these kind of, I'm doing some now, gang, I don't know what they're called, but, you know, bark at the moon or, you know, what I don't know what the exercise is called, yeah. but there's kind of, you know, you're supposed to, that's the gurney <laughs> one. That is very good for the gizzard when you go, like that, like a Les Dawson gurn. Yeah. You're supposed to do that. <laughs> Is... And pull up your bottom jaw. That noise. Over your top. Oh, my Lord. Like that. <laughs> is that working? If I do that. Does that pull up the Producer gizzard? Louise has just spat tea everywhere while you're doing this. <laughs> Who's got time for that, though, Bush, in their busy media urban lives? Because I, I want to tell you that that makes the gizzard go away, but I don't think there's a gizzard there in the first place. But then by me trying oh. to compliment you on it, it says you it gets me into trouble. You are fast spiralling into a rabbit hole of confusion, Bush. Goddamn gizzard. From which there will be no <laughs> easy emergence. <laughs> Literally, you buy a flight to Latvia. Yeah. You get on board. You get off your flight. You go to uh, you know Chappie. His log the, cabin in the in the wooded mountains somewhere. Exactly, Mister McPlastic Surgeon in Latvia. Yeah. He puts you up in the log cabin. He does a little bit of snippety snips, snippy snoo snoo, and then <laughs> you go back fifteen years younger. Really? What's not to like, Bush? Because we watch a lot of the Real Housewives of Cheshire oh, in our household, you? and there, there's a lot of stuff going on there like fillers and you know what is a filler I Where think it's when they inject it? the side of your eyes with like concrete or and, it, and like. it kind of fills out the old the crow's feet yeah so you look permanently surprised but I just don't know how it would pan out. How would that look? It would look terrible. Though. I stick to the facial yoga if I was you. In fact, someone who we works here, right, a lady who works here who shall not be named, Oh yeah. she started using those exercise grabbers. You know where you can close your grip on something? Yes. Uh, to get rid of bingo wings. Is it Kim Wilde? She doesn't have bingo wings. She doesn't have bingo wings. Who would that be? I don't know. I can't tell you. She a presenter? No, she's just, uh, yeah, she might be a presenter. Harriet Scott has not got a whiff of bingo wing nope. on her person. Not nor her. Nor is Angie. No. I need to find out who has the exercise gripping machines. <laughs> oh, here's our old friend romping through the forests towards us. The forests of Latvia, past a log cabin where a plastic surgeon resides. <laughs> anyway, Ledger of Legends. We like, basically, on this show, if you've just joined us, uh, to nominate something each week that goes into our Ledger of Legends, which doesn't usually get the kind of recognition that it deserves, Bush. Give it a kind of bunk-up. Isn't it? In life. Give it a bunk-up. Yes. Yeah. A metaphorical radiophonic bunk-up. Now, last week, if you remember, Mel did the drawings. Yeah. And they were good. Sounds, I think they were good. Oh, Bush bless you. And she even drew an apple bless for you. scale because we yeah. were talking about miniature... Yeah, toiletries. Toiletries. Onwards this week, Yeah. I would like to nominate something. Now, call me middle-aged. I am. I'm 50. This is something I really, really adore. I keep it in my cupboard. I get it out. I use it a lot. Mm -hmm. Put it in my car. And if I need a little break, I sit down with this object. Do you know what it is yet? No, I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. A thermos. 
Oh, I, I love a thermos. Don't you? Love a thermos. Don't you, Bush? Yes. What's your thermos like? We've got a big one that we yeah. carry around in the car for Lovely. long car trips. Exactly. A little cup on the top. Oh! It stays hot for days. Yeah. Does it have a cup, an outer cup, and then an inner cup? No, I think we've just got the one cup. Hang on. It's got the outer cup with the handle, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's got the inner one that just goes atop the device that keeps it hot. That's a very good point. You could, I, I guess, use that as like another we cup. We always do. I, I just thought it was the lid. No, man, that's a, that's a secondary cup. <laughs> oh, weird, because Katie's been sat there waiting for me to drink my coffee so that she can have some. Do you always go first? I do go first. I'm the driver. Bush, and she, and she with child? I know. Unbelievable. Yeah, she's having a baby, but we still need hierarchy in our house. Would you ever put a soup in your thermos? I don't know if I could. I don't think I could. Imagine minestrone plopping out of a thermos. Oh. Oh, we'd ruin it, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, good. So, if you wouldn't mind, Bush, please uh, yeah. use your amazing drawing skills to render the thermos in our Ledger of Ledge this week. Right. My favourite time of the week. Opening up the Ye Olde podcasty. It's very, very uh, satisfying opening up a can like that, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's beautiful. It's more than a can. It's more than a it's can. It's more than a can. It's a canister. It's more. It's a canister, if anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, now, Bush. Oh, here, here's a diet. You're going to be on the horns of a dilemma. Okay, here we go. Uh, right. Where is the best place to go on holiday, the UK or abroad? I'm going to go for UK. Yeah. I love a UK holiday. I, 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 yeah. British I'm seaside holidays are the yeah. best. Yeah. Uh, places like. Devon, obviously grew up in, in Torbay, or Torbados, as we like to call it. Oh, is that what you call it? Torbados. That's brilliant. And I think it's great. I mean, a lot of people will think, oh, let's go and have a weekend away somewhere, but you can do it in Britain. What about you? What do you reckon? Oh, a GB, mate. Yeah. I mean, t- uh, the lakes. What's wrong? What, you know, you can't get better than the lakes. Still never been to the Lake District. Oh, my God. And they've opened an airport there, which we've covered on the show before. I know, Carlisle Airport and is a thing. South End, where I live, they fly direct to Carlisle Airport. Right, you know what that's saying to you, Bush? That is ruddy, whatever the word is. You know that thing? which means you have to do it. Providence. Providence. Yeah, Providence. Yeah, it's work. Providence. Is it? That means you have, this summer, to buy yourselves return flights from Southend to Carlisle. I'm going to need to do it. I need to do it. Uh, how long is the flight going to be? I don't think it's very long. It's got to be 50, probably. You reckon 50 minutes? 50 minutes. 50 minutes. 50 minutes, depending on the tailwind or the headwind. And knowing Southend Airport, they'll probably have a whip round for petrol before you set off. Oh, so good, mate. Really good. What kind of snackage are you going to get on board, do you reckon? Kendall I, mint cake, I suppose. Kendall mint cake. Uh, is that what they have up there? Sticky in, toffee pudding. Sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. It's like a cake plane. Oh, it's That'd be so good. Imagine that. A cake cruise. Oh, just cakes. 50 minutes up in the air, a short hop over to the airport up at Carlisle. Eat as much cake as you can. You can have someone, an old lady goes through with a tray, trolley oh. thing. You just have as much as you like. Oh, that sounds so good. They've got nothing else on there. No, like, savoury stuff. It's all cake. Just sort of Battenberg. The whole thing. Angel cake, Madeira cake. Yeah. Fruit cake. Wobbly jelly. Oh, one, what? Oh, yeah, we'll allow that. Yeah, jelly. we'll allow some jelly. Uh, those mac- well, those things called macaron. Yeah. Macaron. 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 I don't think they'd be quite up to macaron. You don't think so? I think it would have to be just good, solid, probably Lake District cake. The kind of cakes, the criteria for the cakes would be as follows. Any cake that you would buy from a church hall sale. Oh, Viennese well. Those kind of things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A ruddy, a ruddy, um, oh, do you know what? One of those. One of those. Manor House. What? what? Manor House. Manor cake. House. Yeah, or a good old coffee and walnut. Love coffee and walnut. A little bit 80s, a little bit 80s. Love but... a coffee and walnut. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good, we've sorted that out. I think we've sorted that out. That's your holiday. Lovely. Yeah. It is time for a Bush's Red Letter Day. This is getting too easy. 
Lads, we're going to have to make the music more complicated because I'm just getting it every time now. I'm sorry, I don't want to be smug. You but are. I'm... You are. You hit the notes every single yeah, time, don't you? The notes and the rhythms all at the same time. Do it in your sleep. Yeah. Uh, Bush, I love your red letter day. I love it. Thank you. It's the 9th of June. Yeah. So, what actual day is it, Bush? No one's going to believe this. Oh, it's Lord. World Donald Duck Day today. Wow. Do you like Donald Duck or does he slightly give you the creeps? Creepy. He's a bit creepy, isn't he? Can you do the uh, the voice? No. <coughs> Nor can I. That was facial yoga again, though, wasn't it? At its very best. <coughs> oh, I, I, do you know, I always found people who could do the voice creepy. Yeah, that's creepy as well. Creepy impression. Why don't we like Donald Duck? He's cute, he's yellow, he's a little duck. Why don't we like him? Is it because he wears top half of clothing, but he's completely naked at the bottom half? <laughs> I'd never noticed Think that. about that. He wears clothing on his top half, Hang but on. doesn't bother to dress on the bottom half. Didn't he have shorts? No. <laughs> so he just wore a top? He just had a top on. Uh, like, if I went into a town centre and no, I just had a T-shirt no. on, I'd be arrested, wouldn't we'd, I? We'd put you in the back of a van very sharpish. Exactly. But oh it's all right for Donald, goodness. isn't it? What about his ne- the nephews wore shorts? Well, I really hope they did. They, I'm sure they did. <laughs> he set a terrible example. <laughs> That's so weird. It's, right, next time you watch him, think about it. Yeah. He's, he's naked from the waist down. <laughs> like many newsreaders. <laughs> many newsreaders. Um, go on. Come three, on, Bushy. Three facts about Donald Duck. Tell me. First fact, his birthday is March the 13th. Uh, he was born in 1914, which makes him over 80 years old. Whoa. Actually, probably even more than that. i just not very good at maths. Hang on. If he was born in 1914, that's 100... He's 104. Yeah, he's 104 years old. If you're still listening to this in 2018, I don't know what they'd do with repeats on magic, but anyway, carry on. Uh, his twin sister wow. was an astronaut, hang according on. to the Dutch. And she was called... Oh, hang on. Donald and... Daphne. Thelma. Apparently there's quite a few different names for his twin sister. He's named differently in all different countries. Thelma Duck? Thelma Duck, apparently. <laughs> that sounds weird. Final fact. He starred in a series of short films during World War II that involved the positive-thinking duck developing deep appreciations for American troops and a hefty dislike for Nazi Germany. Oh. He was partisan in the World War II. Wowzers. I didn't know that. But I'm go. amazed he was born in 1914. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. 104 years old. Wowzers. Do you think in his latter years he wore pants and trousers and stuff? No. He persisted with being bottomless from the waist down. I like the sort of catalogue pose you've just adopted. Let me explain. He's just draped himself, almost Christine Keeler style, around his chair with a hand insouciantly uh, sort of hanging. Yeah. Just kind of just saying, I'm just casual, just sitting here... To see what happens. Yeah, it's good, man. Uh, Bush, how's your week been? Thank you very much, Mel. Actually, do you know what I should do? You know when people sit with an office chair, but they sit... Christine Keeler. Here we go. He's scandling it up for us, ladies and gents. Oh, is that who she is? Yes, Christine Keeler. Oh, I can't quite get my other leg around the other side. I know. I think you might have got your leg stuck in that office chair. I think I have got my leg stuck can in that office chair. Can we just see if you can actually get it out? <laughs> oh, it's attached to me now. The way, uh, like a monkey might hold on to a zookeeper... <laughs> Oh, it he is attached. This has gone a little bit. He actually can't get out. Right, hang on a sec. We have a situation. Uh, Bush, I'm sorry, my beloved darling listener, I'm going to leave you now. Not actually leave you, but I'm going to have to go round because actually Bush needs actual help. What if I get trapped now, in this seat and I have to get rescued by the fire brigade or something like that? Now, Bush, can you lift... Can you get that... Get that, get that leg out. Out of that space. No, it's because what's right, happening I'm is... Go, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Gonna, I'm going to... It's like a Heimlich. <laughs> Heimlich, yeah. <laughs>
Oh my God, I'm stuck in the seat. I'm not joking. I'm stuck in the seat, Louise, producer Louise. This is what Louise is here for. Right, I'm going to Heimlich again. Don't let anyone see. Just rest. Co- cover my dignity. Just, just relax into oh. me. Relax. Here we go. I've still got my foot in this one. Ah. Relax into me. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. I'm oh, out. Oh, he's out. Oh, Mel, well, well done. Thank you so oh, much. Mate. Let's have a hug. Oh, hug oh, it out. Thank you so much. Thank God. I was actually. Really worried, Bush. I, I thought I was going to go viral on Facebook. You know when a kid gets his head stuck through something and then loads of parents send it around? That was I, terrifying. Do you know what I literally thought? I was thinking, I'm going to have to phone the fire brigade, but we're not allowed to phone 999 because it's not that kind of emergency, so I wouldn't know which number to phone. Who would you have even called? Ghostbusters? Someone like that. I don't know. Um, Never well... do an Aquila again. Never do a Christine Keeler on an office chair. Now, Bush, we just had a bit of an incident if you just joined us. Bush got stuck trying to do an impression of Christine Keeler from Scandal, turning his office wheelie chair the other way round and putting his legs through. Very much got stuck. Very, very panicky. I remember my friend, Andy Lamour. What oh, an yeah. amazing name. Oh, that's, that's a new romantic name. Isn't it? Andy Lamour. Andy Lamour. He got trapped in the toilet upstairs in the staff quarters at the Burger King in Torquay, Fleet Walk. Oh. When we were at school. Oh, no. And it, he's scared us in, in closed spaces ever since. Because, <gasps> you know, when you get stuck in something, it's quite yeah. scary. You think you're never going to get rescued. And, and when I was trapped in the chair there, I thought that maybe I'll be there in two years' time with a beard like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Oh, but, mate, is that, are you going to be all right, though? Are you going to have... Are you going to have flashbacks to that chair? I think I might have flashbacks. It lifted up. The worst bit was when I stood up and the chair went with me. (laughs) And I was thinking, oh, my God, imagine in two years' time, I'm, like, doing the school run with the chair still there because I never managed to get it off. (laughs) At least you'd have the wheels to help you. Oh, it'd be be good for a sit-down now and again, wouldn't it? sit-down. But um, going back to Andy L'Amour... L'Amour. ..who I'm now obsessed with, he Mm. should have been... Was it spelt L'Amour, as in love, in French? Uh, L L apostrophe. Uh, Oh, L-A-M-O-U-R. Oh, because I thought it was L apostrophe... A-M-O-U-R, which would be marvellous. Yeah, it would be really good. He could easily play guitar in uh, some kind of sub-Duran Duran band. He could do with a name like that. Andy Lamour. Um I was going to say, why was he in the staff quarters of, of, of Burger King? He was, was he... he was a member of staff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he didn't nip up there. Oh, so he was working in BK. He was working. He was one of the last people on, so he was locking up. <gasps> Went upstairs... That something fell, I think a filing cabinet thing fell in no, front of the door when he was in the, no. in the loo, and he was in there for ages. How, how many hours? I think he was in there for like an hour and a bit until they found him. Oh, that's... Poor guy. That is awful. I know, imagine getting trapped in something. Uh, that, no, that wouldn't... Well, I took my, my girls, they were five and seven, on the ruddy, um, the big, the wheelie thing, the big wheel, the eye. The, the London, London eye. eye. Big glass pod. Went in with a group of hens. Oh, no. And we got stuck at the top. With a group of hens. For an hour. Wow. Stuck, was slightly wobbling in that pod. All the hens were crying uh, by the time we got to the bottom. They had matching shirts on, probably. Matching pink things and sort of furry handcuffs and stuff. It was not good, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Imagine I, the windows steaming up on the inside. Yeah, I think, though, your mate getting stuck in, in the Burger King... A uh, very small, confined uh, loo area with, yeah. a, with a filing cabinet against the door. It's not good, is it, at all? And uh, I don't know, I, I, he is now, to this day, scared of enclosed spaces. Could he eat another burger after that? Probably not. Uh, no, he's been fine with burgers. Oh, Absolutely fine with the burger. Fine with the burger. Good, good to know. <laughs> Bush, good to, good to tie up all those uh, loose ends. I, I, I'm safe. I'm fine. I'm safe, everybody. Good, good. Um... If I say the word wheelie chair, it's not going to suddenly make you feel... It does make me feel a bit panicky. Oh, sorry. I won't do that again. Exposure. Exposure. 
Listen to that. That is Mel opening popcorn. The snack do... Well, it's the snack do decade, isn't it, this popcorn? Everyone loves it. I, I, I'm going to take that as a compliment. I reckon you are so entertained and enthralled by what I'm about to ask you from the podcast part that you, you're almost sitting back and eating popcorn the way someone yeah. would do it at a cinema. I feel like I'm at the cinema. Go on. Podcast. Podcast. Or I'll do some adverts. Get your latest fashions now at Western Clipper Jeans, Fleetwalk Torquay. Do you love the, the local cinema ads? I love them. Yeah, Bert, this is the place. <laughs> Free phone Ralph Bell. We used to have a local injury claim lawyer in Torquay called Free phone Ralph Bell <laughs> and be like a terrible amdram. Then there'd be a bit about, please put your phones away now. Oh, yes. And do you remember... Um, Smooth-talking, motivating, ace-covered-ease. Fizzy drink. Fizzy drink? No. I remember that you could get uh, you could get an Odeon card, enjoy a drink, a drink at the Odeon bar with your friends. Oh. With an Odeon card. Anyway, oh. look, here's the podcast question. Go on, love. Uh, what is your favourite item of clothing and why? Favourite item of clothing. <sighs> <laughs> Listen to that noise, everyone. <laughs> Like a horse. <laughs> it's like a little horsey in the background. Do you want some? No, I'm all right. I'm, good, I'm glad, because I didn't really want to hand it over. Oh, good. You eat that packet. Producer Louise has eaten the other packet. <laughs> Fine. I've got a really lovely... Um... Mm, actually, no, I don't like that so much anymore. Um... No rush, like. You just take your time. I'm wearing it, mate. Right. It's my romper. Romper? It's my trendy Hoxton romper suit. If I go down to your... Where does it go to? Oh, it goes... There's tracky bottoms at the bottom of it almost, isn't there? So I like it, I like it. It's it's very Hoxton. It is very Hoxton, actually. So, yeah, it's a sort of, um, really posh. Um, it's like a sort of dungaree, but it's not made of denim. It's yes. made of sort of um, T-shirt material, and it's really, really comfy. Especially when it's muggy and stuff, like it is these days. What's your, what you what's your fave? I've got a pair of shorts I wear around the house. I always walk around the house barefoot. Oh. I love it, pair of shorts. What are they like, the shorts? Like blue smart shorts. Not, not kind of like scruffy, I've been decorating shorts. Really? They're not like um, DIY shop on the weekend, haven't done your hair shorts. They're like, could, could quite easily go to a garden party shorts. Really? Yeah. With, I really a, wa- like with a waistband or elasticated? What are you trying to say? <laughs> They've got like, you can tie them up at the front. I never tie them up properly. Oh, what, drawstring? <laughs> it's got a drawstring. You know, like a, a need, an unneeded, not needed. Mate, that's not a smart short if it's got a drawstring. It's got a, no, it's a, a posh, pair of swimming trunks. It's a posh drawstring. Really? Yeah, yeah, posh, really posh. Could you wear a blazer on top of it and get away with it? I don't know. I don't know if I could. What shoe do you wear? Espadrille? Or a deck shoe. I love a deck shoe. I love a deck shoe. What colour are your deck shoes? Grey. I've got grey deck shoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What is wrong now? Oh, I don't know about those. Grey deck shoe. Oh, what, what are you looking at Louise, producer Louise, for? What, what, what does that mean? If you said navy or, like, brown leather, I'd have gone fine, thumbs up. Fine. But a grey deck shoe? Matey, that, that's, that's got a whiff of tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> whiff of tragedy. Well, thank you very much. Um, you Wait till you see him. Well, I, I think you should wear the grey deck shoes with your computer bag. <laughs> and your drawstring shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just it'll be an implosion. And and sit on the yeah go to go to um, London Fashion Week okay. with Anna Wintour. Good. Yes, indeed, my friends. It is time to face the truth, and that is the truth of Tell Mel. I only ever tell it like it is. I tell it from the hip. I never 
cloak it in cotton wool and make it a sort of soft entry. No, no, no. It's just very, very much hardcore. Time to tell Mel. You can ask me anything. Go. Hi, Mel. It's Dane. The people in my building keep leaving the door to the building on the latch every time I come in. What should I do? What is this building, Dane? Is it Dane? Are you a great Dane or is it Dame? I couldn't quite hear you. Your diction was rather poor on that recording. What sort of building is it? I'm liking to think of it as a as some sort of big prefab building. Is it some sort of prefab building you're living in, Dane? Dame, whatever your name is, name Dane. Listen, Dane, I would say... Oh, I've turned into a Dalek. That was a bit surprising. Listen, Dane, you go round to every other person in your building, in inverted commas, and you blooming well tell them the truth. I like not ye latchingtons. That'll sort them out. Next, please. Hi, Mel. It's Nick. My housemate keeps cutting her toenails in the living room while we watch telly. It's so gross. How do I make her stop without hurting her feelings? Cut off her toes, Nick. Have you heard of the poem written by, I believe it was, Lewis Carroll, The Pobble With No Toes? You create a pobble out of your housemate. Get rid of the toes, Nick. Get rid of the problem. Next. Hi, Mel. It's Dave. With all this hot weather we're having, I'm finding that my duvet's too hot, but a sheet is too cold. What shall I do? Dave, take your duvet, sleep underneath it, fold back the aforementioned duvet so it has a sort of triangular fold on it, coming up to your hip-slash-femur area. Then you have a nice cold leg out of the duvet that keeps your whole body nice and cool. Ooh, you like the sound of that, don't you, Dave? Yes, I've cured your problem. <laughs> Didn't think it would happen. Also, always have a tweed duvet cover. Nothing else will do. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more nonsensical bits of friffle-fraffle like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Podcast.